mama? I'm Tanya Malcolm, and this is the Shine On Mama podcast. Ever feel like the encouragement, motivation, belief, and advice you give your kids should be compiled into a little self-help book with your own name on it? Yeah, I know the feeling. You're in the right place if you need a reminder that you've got a whole lot of unconditional love, some damn good advice, and limitless patience. Let's turn some of that mama magic inward. So as our kids grow, so do we. Yo, mama. I'm so glad you're here. I'm so hyped right now. For one thing, this is episode one, and that's so dope. And second of all, this is me totally going for it, my own podcast. I'm, I'm really proud of myself right now. Okay, so episode one is totally like a first mom date. We're going to get to know each other just like we do when our kids become friends and we have to like decide if we're going to be friends too. Okay, so let me just set the vibe. You're going to learn a lot about me, including things like where I'm from, even though I hate that question, but I'll get into that later. And let's set the vibe. Okay, so maybe our kid we met at a mom's group because like we have young kids or maybe we met because our kids are on the same basketball team or we sat next to each other at the last PTA meeting. Either way, we're both moms and this is a new friendship and we got to decide if we're going to move forward or if it's just going to be like, yeah, let's get our kids together on a play date again. So we've exchanged numbers and we're like, at a park bench watching our kids like play on the playground or like our kids are gaming in the living room and we're outside having a coffee on the patio connecting can you guys like hang with that vibe okay good because I'm literally in my teenage son's bedroom recording this and I definitely need to like visualize the the vibe and this is going to be like a regular segment on on the podcast where I'm like setting the vibe and the tone because like you could be walking your dog or in the shower for all I know so I think it's important for both of us to understand the vibe of the podcast so this is a get to know each other date so let's move forward so we're drinking coffee right because this is a new friendship and we don't know if day drinking is cool yet, but in the future we could totally have Baileys in our coffee or we can even have a beer in the middle of the afternoon. Okay, so you're going to ask me where I'm from and because I'm black, I'm going to cringe because I don't understand if you're trying to find out my ethnicity, where my mom lives, the last place I lived the longest or where I grew up. So I'm going to answer with what I always say because it makes my life sound exciting I'm from New York. And then, of course, I'm going to go into how I'm from upstate New York and how I came that way via the GTA, which if you don't live in Canada, you might not know that means the greater Toronto area and that I went to college at Ottawa U. And then you're going to ask me like what I studied and I'm going to say environmental studies. My eyes are going to light up and you're going to think, oh, she must be so passionate about saving the planet. And you're partly right, but mostly my eyes light up because that's the season when I got pregnant. And that is when I became mama. And I named this podcast Shine On Mama because I'm all about embracing my mama magic and encouraging you to do the same. And as you get to know me, you'll see that I'm navigating this totally awkward place where I'm super confident as a mama, but I'm just not passionate and fulfilled by my journey of motherhood. And I'm finally just embracing that hard truth, which is an episode entirely on its own that I will publish in the future. But for now, 
this is a defining moment in our new friendship. Either you're going to be like down and here for it, or you're not going to want to talk about how hard raising kids is and how it's not the part of your life that excites you the most. Oh God, the mom guilt. It's for real. And it's a factor in friendships. Let's face it. So, so far it feels like we're going to be good friends. And on that note, I want to get to know you too. So slide into my DMs on Instagram at Tanya Malcolm and tell me where you're from and what you struggle with most and what excites you most in your life. But what I really want to know is what is some advice that you give your kids that you actually need to turn inwards? That's what I call the mama magic. And that's what the Shine On Mama podcast is all about. Okay, I'm gonna get back to telling you more about myself. I'm 42 years old. My birthday's in September, but I've coined it Septania. Yeah, I'm that extra. I got three kids, 18, 13, and seven, two boys and a girl, in that order. I live in a ski town in the Canadian Rockies. I work for a science and technology association. I manage a youth program. And your girl always has a side hustle. Whether it's my lemonade stand, sunshine in a cup, don't laugh, your girl's paid her rent with that lemonade stand. Or my current side gig, I'm an online motivational coach working with women who want to elevate their inner athlete. I totally identify as an athlete. I am ultra competitive, okay? I play soccer and basketball, and if my kids are playing it, I coach it. Being super competitive makes me a pretty good motivational coach because I always want to see everybody win. I think that makes me a good friend too. Like, can you say hype girl? And hopefully that makes me a strong podcast host and that you'll want to come back here because you'll know deep down I'm rooting for you to get the dub. If you can't tell by now, I'm a storyteller. So for the rest of the podcast, I'm going to go through some key moments in my life that led to where I'm at right now and to me producing the Shine On Mama podcast. Remember when I said I was from New York and then... I said, upstate New York. My very first job was on a dairy farm. (laughs) Can can we just say that again? My very first job was on a dairy farm. That job instilled my work ethic. I saw um, and learned that farming was relentless and that it didn't get done unless you committed to it. And I respected that and I always worked as hard as I saw the farmers on that dairy farm in upstate New York work, and that shaped a huge part of who I am. Gosh, I did a lot on that farm. Uh, And one day Rick yelled out to me, hey, I'm going to the city. Uh, I gotta pick up a part for the combine. Do you wanna come for the ride? So I went along and on the Interstate 81 up to Syracuse, New York, there was a New York State lottery billboard. And in my wide 15-year-old eyes, I said, oh, Rick, like $40 million, what would you do with $40 million? And he turned and looked me straight in the eye and said, I'd farm bigger. And I had never heard anybody say that they would do what they were already doing, but bigger and better if they won the lottery. I always heard people saying how they would quit or (laughs) do something different or... I don't know, move to Mexico. Um, And so not only did uh, those dairy farmers teach me about work ethic, but they also taught me about being passionate about what you do. Okay, fast forward five years. I'm now in Ottawa living on my Aunt Carol's horse farm. And my Aunt Carol was my best friend. She was my maid of honor. And she was 12 years younger than my dad. It was my dad's baby sister, and I moved in with her when I was 19, and 
she was 45. And what a beautiful relationship that was at that time in my life. She was like just young enough to still, for me to still think she was cool, but like just old enough to mother me suddenly. And um, we, we just, we had such a beautiful time living together on this farm outside of Ottawa, Ontario. Um, but over one bottle of homebrew wine, I was crying about, I don't know, some, some love affair that had gone wrong. And she said to me, oh, Tanya, just wait until you're in your 30s. Your 30s are your best. You're just as hot as you are now, but you're so much more confident. And looking back, at that in the moment I didn't understand but then when I reached my 30s actually even before that I recognized that she set me up to expect confidence that one moment when you know she could have said a host of different things to me don't worry about him another one will come along you know all the things but instead she told me that I would be confident and maybe that meant more heartache but that I would be confident enough to not be drowning in my misery about it or self-conscious about it or saying all the things I'm sure I said about why it was about me and how I wasn't enough. And it, it worked. That was some very good advice because a huge part of who I am and how I identify is as a confident person. Okay, fast forward a year. I've just taken a semester off college and I'm heading to Colorado to do a season as a lift operator in, at Aspen. Um, so I am hitchhiking from upstate New York out to Colorado. And in this story, I'm in Kansas. And I had some hitchhiking rules. I had five of them. I don't know if I remember them all now, but one of them was definitely um, check the license plate, like the state of the license plate of the driver. And so I'm in Kansas. It's dead hot. And all of a sudden, this blue, this old blue, I don't know, like Chrysler comes along and it's got Colorado plates. I'm super stoked this guy has pulled over for me. And he is, um, he said he's just been to like, I always ask like, where are you coming from? And he said he was coming from Florida, which is like pretty far away because we're in Kansas. My other rule was like, I always kept my bag with me, like no matter what, but there was just no room for my pack. And so he's like, you just, you have to throw it in the trunk. So he opens up the trunk and there's like all of these oranges. So I was like, okay, well that verified that he's just come from Florida. Like there's these huge bags of like Florida navel oranges. And I'm like, okay, well this guy hasn't lied to me. So I put my pack back there. We ended up getting pulled over and he didn't have insurance on his car. I don't know why he got pulled over. I guess he was speeding. Um, but an officer came around to my side of the vehicle and was like, I hear you're a hitchhiker. Yeah. She's like, you're just going to have to wait here in the passenger seat. When she stepped away, I looked up at the sky and I didn't know it was it was dark and I st we're still in Kansas. I didn't know what was going to happen. And I saw a shooting star, like just as she stepped away and I looked at the sky so I, and I made a wish and I was like, please let this turn out for me please, however that, whatever that looks like, like, let it be good. Like was my wish it was like, a, I wished for positive vibes. Okay. <laughs> so, um, they're going to like escort this guy to the police station and another cop shows up and brings me to the Greyhound station, which also happens to be a gas station in the middle of Kansas, like on interstate. So I'm at a gas station and I don't, obviously I don't want to spend money on a bus ticket. Like I'm a college student. I'm heading to get my job, my winter job. And, um, this sweet, like 
what is it, like a Chevy Blazer pulls in, like a nice black Chevy Blazer pulls in to fill up and it's got Colorado plates. And this guy comes out and starts filling up his tank and I'm like assessing the situation and I go over to talk to him and I was like, I'm headed to Aspen and I need a ride. And he's like, sweet, I can get you to Boulder. Just like no questions asked. And he he lets me to his car and takes me all the way to Boulder, Colorado that very same night. And we are just having a great time learning about each other. He's got the Grateful Dead on the stereo. And he's a 30-year-old structural engineer. And I'm nodding like I know what that means. But he kind of called me out on it. And he began to explain to me the different types of engineering and what a structural engineer does. And then he asked me about what I was doing and what I was studying and why I was headed to Aspen. And I'm answering him. And then he says to me, this is the point, this is one of the defining moments in my life where that led me to this right now. And he said, "Um, everything you're doing right now is important, but it might not lead, it might not lead you to where you're meant to be. And that statement from this young guy who like was then I met his roommates in this like swanky Boulder, Colorado house. And the next day we like spent the whole day showing me around the city, like really stand up young men. And that moment, he was like, he basically told me like, it's important to do what you're doing, but it's okay to make mistakes. And it's okay if it doesn't turn out the way you think it might turn out. Like that might not be what you're meant to be doing. And I don't know if he saw some doubt in my journey at that point, but that, God, that advice was so good because those words had me striving for meaning, I always wanted to make sure that the work that I did, the things that I pursued, meant something. So I think when I wished on that star, the universe gave me Ben, the structural engineer from Boulder, Colorado. There's five more stories on my list of key moments that led to the Shine On Mama podcast. and I don't know if I have time for them all, but I'm just going to give her. Okay, the next story is about a moment on a road trip out west with one of my best friends. The last thing I remember before falling asleep was driving out of Calgary, Alberta and being stuck in traffic. And the next thing you know, we were stopped for gas and I woke up and we were in the most magnificent mountain town you could ever lay your eyes on just surrounded by huge mountains and I jumped up out of my chair oh did I mention I was pregnant I think I was three months pregnant and the plan was to move out to Victoria with my best friend from college who was going to grad school there Um, so we were on our road trip out to Victoria And I'm like, where are we? And she's like, I don't know, Camrose, something. And turns out it was Canmore, Alberta. And I said, I want to see the town. I want to see what it's like here. She's like, no, we're just getting gas. We got to stay on schedule. And I was like, come on. So we went into town. And I I don't know why, but I grabbed my, my, the bag that had like my little three by five 
disc with my resume on it. And this was before like the days of thumb drives, people, okay? So um, I found the Canmore Public Library and I printed off a bunch of resumes. And she's like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know, but I want to work here. I want to live here. And she was like, we're moving to Victoria. And I was like, well, I'm handing out resumes on the way back to the car. And I did. I handed out resumes to every little restaurant on the way back to the car. And then we saw this health food store. And she's like, oh, let's get some food for the road trip. So we're in the bulk food section of this health food store. And we're filling up on like, I don't know. I think my girlfriend, she loved those yogurt covered raisins and pretzels and shit like that. So we're getting that. And then the next thing you know, you I hear Tanya and I turn around and another very best friend from college is standing in front of me. And then my other friend is like, what's going on? And she's like, I'm here for the summer. I moved. My aunt lives here. And I was like, where are you living? And, and I'm like, is there space for me? <laughs> I'm totally ditching on the other plan in that moment, in that spontaneous moment. She's like, yeah, maybe. So we're heading up to Jasper. I got an email from one of the the, beer, the brewing pubs there. And I got a job and I hitchhiked back down to Canmore. A few months after that, we rented a little mobile home and we were looking for a third roommate to help us pay rent. And that's how I met my husband, Dan the Man. Oh, you didn't think I was a single mama, did you? I left introducing my husband, Dan the Man, for that story right there. That's the story that led me to trusting my intuition. I met him because of a spontaneous decision at a gas station in Canmore, Alberta, and we were roommates for a year and a half, and then we were married a few years later. So hopefully you're putting two and two together. I was pregnant on a road trip out west, hit a U-turn, ended up in Canmore, Alberta, where I met my now husband. So I had to have a baby at some point. That was such a defining moment for me. I gave birth to my firstborn in Banff, Alberta, and thank God Dan was living with us because he gave me a ride to the hospital where I then got transferred to Banff Mineral Springs Hospital in a national park. And I gave birth drug-free with my doula and one of my best friends by my side. Although I felt the most powerful I felt in my life during that experience, I also had some parts of that story where I felt disrespected and I thought that there had to be a better way and I knew that that was what my doula was trying to preserve for me during my birth experience and that inspired me to pursue becoming a doula myself. Fast forward a whole lot of education and a whole lot of witnessing childbirth and even a play for social justice called birth I um, decided that my 12 years of maternal health care advocacy should come to an end. But it was during that time that I took my first business course. It was called Rock My Birth Business. And I learned all about how to run an online company and what an opt-in was and how to build a community online. And I'm still doing that to this day. So that entire journey over 12 years, really shaped who I was in terms of how I present myself online and who I am as a community builder and my belief in online communities and their power. After giving birth to my second son 
at home with a midwife and then my daughter at home as a free birth. I continued my mothering journey and continued to feel confident in how I was raising my kids and confident in my ability to raise them without too many expectations and to embody the idea that they cannot disappoint me and to really just be discovering who they are as people through my entrepreneurship journey as a maternal health care advocate, I always had uh, either a waitressing job or a lemonade stand or an online community as my daughter was eager to enter childcare for me to go back to work. And so I pursued community engagement work when I resigned from that work and got two hours of my day back from not having to commute to a job that I loved, I realized that what I really wanted to do was craft my life in the exact way that I want to. And that's when network marketing entered my life. And I'm having so much fun building a network marketing company. But also that's when personal growth work came into my life. And I started listening to podcasts and reading personal growth books and trying to improve myself in a really intentional way. And that was when my son said to me, when are you going to start a podcast, mom? And that's how Shine On Mama came to be. So I hope you enjoyed learning about me and how I got here. And I'm so excited, totally hyped for episode two next week where I get to actually move into what Shine On Mama is here for, which is reminding ourselves that the love, patience, and advice that we give our kids can often be turned inwards for our own personal growth. So if you want to follow along while I try and implement my own mama magic and figure out how to do the same then the Shine On Mama podcast is totally free. Hey, I want to thank you for listening today. And in the spirit of personal growth, I want to thank myself because we all need a little more self-gratitude in our lives. Okay, if you appreciated this episode, do me a favor and share it with your girls, a mama in your life that needs a reminder that she's got a whole lot of magic inside of her. You can share it from wherever you stream your podcasts or take a screenshot and post your stories on social. Just don't forget to tag me at Tanya Malcolm so I can slide into your DMs and say, what's up? Until next time, mama, shine on.